about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know I don't know That was the great sounds of Watson with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself Prestige with my partner in crime Long Island Raised Elm City Made E-Z Blues is in the building. Easy Blues, you're better introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand? Ladies and gentlemen, I have to say, all of those who know, understand, and truly get the concept that music is life. And when music is done from the purest soul, it can actually resonate so deep inside someone that it can change your entire perspective. Now, I have been blessed to run into one, maybe two people whose execution has done that to me at the moment of watching them perform. And it is an absolute blessing and honor to have one of my favorite vocalists and human beings here today that has proven that the second chapter is even cooler than the first chapter. So for everybody's second chapter, reach up your hands, not if you're driving, you keep them on the wheel, don't cause an accident. <laughs> Mentally, reach up your hands and just celebrate the amazing Carol Sylvan, half forget, one of the best songwriters and guitarists out there is a dear friend. And if you have not seen any of the videos that this man has directed, and edited, you're out your mind. The amazing Rafe Khan is here as well. Welcome. How's everybody? Really good. Groovy, groovy, easy blue. <laughs> I'm so groovy over you. That was quite an introduction. I First time it. you guys are here together. <laughs> well, it's good. You both, you both have been on the show separately. This is right. the first time you guys are here yeah. together. Um, and right. you're talking about the brand new music that you have out that is destroying the charts and is just oh, picking up radio know. stations. Like I used to pick up Pokemon playing Pokemon <laughs> Go. Like, what is it like? Listen, it's good. It's all good in the neighborhood. But you know, life will keep you humble. So mm -hmm. I'm just going going as it as it flows. I'm just going with it, you know. However it flows, that's how I go. And Perfect. it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. That's Rafe it. has been a definite blessing in my life. You know, everything came together mm -hmm. just the way you know when you don't plan things and it comes right, then it was meant to be to come that way. Mm. Yeah, I I I think I think you're right. If I can add something. You know, I don't even think Carol and I really talked about this. This record took about a year. And I remember I remember being a little, you know, hey, we got to do, do this. We got to get the photographer. You know, and she was like, listen, it's 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 there's a it's going to happen. Don't rush it. And uh, we took our time making sure that all the mixes and everything uh, were the way we wanted it. And it was only four songs, but I would say just as much work and effort went into these four songs as the last nine songs for the, the original record that we did. Mm. So we're, we're really proud of it. Um, 
And I, yeah, I, you mentioned radio stations as of right now. There's like 40 different radio stations that are playing it. It's number 13 on the Relics charts. And it's starting to creep up on the Americana charts, which is a very competitive chart. Um, but it recently moved mm -hmm. up about 40 spaces. So we're optimistic wow. that that can continue to go. Wow. Go higher. Wow. That's, that's impressive. That's awesome. Wow. Well, I'm Thank impressed. You. It, <laughs> it's, it's so interesting because, you know, um, for those that don't really, you know, everybody at home, we can't think, you know, is a musician on an everyday basis. So they really just are like, oh, the album's out. So this must have taken a day or something like that. And they don't realize that it can take a year process. I mean, Rafe, you, you've seen the, the, the countless times you've walked into, into Horizon and, and listening to the same exact song. Right. When you walked in the last time, um, you know, going over and over again. Um, what is the process like to really have to slow down and dig deep into that song itself? Just repeat that one more time, easy. Just we're going uh, in now a little uh, bit. No, no problem. You know, when when you are writing and you're taking your time and, and you're actually the recording aspect of it, um, what is it like to take the time and dig deep? So you're getting not only the best out of the players, but you're getting the true feeling uh, for the track itself. I think one of the things <clears throat> is to live with it. Expression, live with live with the yeah. music. Take it yeah. home, put it on your on your phone or put it in a CD and, and play it when you're in the car. And, um, and eventually you'll either hear something else or really like it or not like something. And then, um, and then we get together. Usually Carol, me and Vic would get together and we'll have a mixing session and uh, we'll come up with what, what we think is the best. Yeah. I, I feel similar. The more, the more I hear it, the more I play with it, the more variants I hear or vocally, like the different things I hear background vocal-wise or musician-wise, um, it starts to like, you, you plant the seed and then you just let it grow. Right. Mm -hmm. I love the way she does that, Ease, too, because yeah. she'll hear a song, she'll live with it, and next thing you know, she'll come into the studio with this big part with all these you know it's something that she just came up with and i was like wow that's you know great great but if she didn't live with it for three weeks or so go back to queens and then come back she probably wouldn't have, or i don't know it's it yeah you know what I'm well saying. well i think that's a really amazing um process too because you know we have also found out and i'm sure a lot of other musicians have found out when you road test the songs, when you take the song out live, um, oh, yeah. you know, you start to get a different opinion on how the song should be played. Or, you know, there, there was a particular feeling that one night and you have to remember exactly, you know, how you evoked that spirit, as to say, in, in, in the Penguin world. Um, and Carol, I mean, you evoke the spirit on a regular basis <laughs> many times. I'm not sure when I see you, if I'm at a worship service or I am just at ca at the amazing caffeine, Cafe 9. Either way, oh, well, my hands are up and I'm praising things left and right. You know, you know what it is, Easy? It's, I listen. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's, it's, it's just a quirk that I've developed over the years is that 
even though I have two ears, I, I listen like I have ten. I can hear everything that is going on, even while I'm singing. If I can hear the drummer, if he if he does a different rhythm, or the mm-hmm. guitar player, or the uh, you know, or, or a sax, I I hear all the nuances of the music. And then when I hear those nuances, I hear like something that's different. Like when we were at Mohegan Sun, Vic played something so different, and it grabbed me right away. I whipped around and just said, "Okay, I love that. What was that? I, do it again," <laughs> you know. Because it was just, it, it, it just brings something more to, to the music. And I love doing that. And, you know, because mm-hmm. also it makes me grow. Because when I hear certain right. things, then I'm able vocally to do something different. It gives me more breathing room vocally. Mm. That is an incredible answer. And also for those who don't you know what it's like to be a live vocalist, you know, that listening is so, so important because that minor change, you know, you can go from being perfectly on to being just a little bit off. And no matter what, the listener is going to focus in on the fact that the vocal was off because they didn't know the guitar part was played different or the bass line was played different or the keys modulated too quickly. They don't have that understanding. And so you shoulder a lot of a lot of that as you know, as a vocalist. And the most important thing you can do is just continue to listen. So thank you. This is the time you take out the pen and the piece of paper <laughs> and you write that down for those that are looking to grow. You know, turn on the ears to twelve and, and it's amazing. So thank yeah, you. That, yeah, that's a that's a really good point. And, and also I think it too it comes from my musical background because um being trained classically and having a lot of jazz musicians around me as I grew up, mm-hmm. you, that improvisation is always there. Right. Especially with the jazz. You, you learn how to improvise. You know how to come in and come out. And if stuff gets whack, you know, just wacky, you know how to jump in and just do the do to, to cover it up. You know, so it's, it's a great thing. I love it. It keeps me alive. <laughs> <laughs> keeps you on point. Yes, it does. I can't be sleeping at the wheel, honey. No sleeping at the wheel. No. And it's funny because I actually suggest that when anyone comes up, like, what do you do to, to be a better front person for a band or something? I was like, you take two improv classes. You take a vocal improv and you take mm-hmm. acting improv, especially comedy yeah. acting improv. So when, when you have that one dude who's just zinging you, all night from the crowd and just happen to be long, you know, you don't let it get to you. You can hit him with it, with that zinger back and then make it oh. part of the show. Um, and your yeah. back and forth with the crowd is beautiful, Carol. Oh, let's let's you, be love. real. Thank, thank I, you. You know. <laughs> I love now, it. I love from, entertaining. Is, right. Now, is that also from just the, the natural um, performance aspects of, of the career in which you had? Or have you also well, taken some acting classes? I took classes some of those classes and... that you just mentioned. I did take improvisation. I took acting classes. And again, it's from being a... I, you know, like, you, you see these movies and these TV shows about the business. They don't really tell the true story. I'm going to tell you right now. It ain't, mm, that's the gloss over pretty up version. Because, listen, I have done gigs where you get to the gig. The, the, the management tells you you have to pick up the remainder. They already sent the deposit. 
because you pick up the remainder. You go in the office to pick up the money, and the man hands you a box of quarters, all of the money mm. in quarters. And you going like, I ain't got no gun to shoot you right now. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and you go to management and you tell them, listen, they just gave us quarters. Mm-hmm. You know, what do we do? You know, uh, there's a famous uh, manager we had early when I was with some um, music in the early days, Norby Wolf. And he used to tell us, whatever happens, just get the money and run. Get the money and run. Don't. And we have been in, I mean, like, and coming up the way that we came up in the business is so different than what's going on today. It really toughened you up. These people out here today, they can't do 31 one-nighters in a different town every day. Traveling with, you know, like, you leave your main stuff at the hotel and you just take enough of your costumes to change in each place. They can't do that. They, they don't have the stamina for that. And that's the way I was brought up in the business. Yeah. Mm. You know, you had to be it, tough. You had to be a tough bird. But very thick skin. There was, there was a lot of stuff. Even in, when I was with Change, yeah. we would come out of the concert and, you know, people would be coming around, want autographs and stuff. And right. they would offer you drugs. Oh, and we would say, no, you know, do you want some heroin? No. Do you want some reefer? No. Do you want this, some smack? And we say, no. And then they would look at us and say, like, are you sure you in change? Just because we didn't do drugs. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was it was just a crazy. When you go through those kind of things and you're left out of your room, just there's so many stories that can be told about what real road life, real performances, having your music stop in the middle of performance. I had it happen to me in Italy. We mm-hmm. the, the, it had the CD, it was going, and just in the middle of the show, it just stopped. The whole machine stopped. And I said, okay. I was in Italy. I said, y'all want to hear Aria? And I sang O Mio Bambino Caro, a cappella, mm. until they fixed the tape. You know? So, <laughs> yeah, they, they love it. And then the, then the thing was ready, and we finished the show. You know, so you, you really have to think on your feet. You got to be really fast and just, you know, ready for every occasion. So when's the book coming out? I want to hear all of these stories. Like, I'm ready. Like, don't tease. You got to write a book. You got to write a book. I said, I got to wait till all the bodies are buried. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you can you can change. You, you, look, it, we watch Dragnet. You know, the, the names oh, have been right. changed to protect the innocent. Hey, right. Oh, that's a great idea. That's I'm just a great saying. Write it, write it. Yeah. Yeah. Write mm. it as a fictional. Yeah. Yeah. It's so okay. true. So true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm I got a fun now. stories in this naked city to tell. <laughs> <laughs> now, is this the first, uh, you guys had the record prior, but is this the first time you and, and Rafe were really sitting down and understanding each other's songwriting process? Yeah. It really is. This is the yeah. first one. First go round. It mm-hmm. was good. It was fun. And I enjoyed well, for, it. I like writing. <laughs> well, for, for a lot of the artists that are just kind of starting up, can you guys elaborate a little bit on the importance of having a co-writer and the importance of learning? Uh, kind Because of, we look at it, you know, in, in, in SP, we do it kind of like a Mega Man thing. We will sit down with somebody and we will, uh, or like when we're learning a cover, we're taking the best parts of this and we're going to make it now part of our process moving forward. 
um, you know, a lot of people don't understand that reaching out to somebody else and, and, you know, trying to learn to write with somebody else can only make you better moving on. So can we talk mm -hmm. a little bit about that process for you guys? Yeah, you know, I think the writing with somebody um, it doesn't limit you. It it mm -hmm. it gives you it gives you more of a mind, gives you more of a of an opportunity to find something else. And also, it humbles you a little bit because if you think some something is something is good, maybe it's not, and you need somebody to let you know. Yeah, you know, that's all right. It's not that good. Um, or encourage you. Mm -hmm. exactly. I remember I thought I, I didn't think saving up for your love was was really that good. Mm. Uh, um, and a lot of people said well, that, that that's going to be good. I said, right, well, so then we started working more on it. And um, so I, I, sometimes you need that encouragement or discouragement right. that you can get from a songwriting partner. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh oh. I think she just got uh -oh. off. I'm here. I can hear I'm you. Here. I, I'm here too. Yeah. Four wow. bars. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! All right. Well, you know, I, I think I think um, having having that extra uh, point of view. You know, I love um, I love writing in, in the conglomerate aspect. Mm -hmm. You know, coming from somebody who used to just do all the writing themselves and drive themselves absolutely insane. The fact that you can uh, we we can call it volleyball. You can, you can volley the ball over to the next person and they can get the better hit and, and you watch this thing grow and, and um, mature. Um, mm -hmm. Rafe was just saying, saying how incredible the, the process is because you expand, expand your mind and you're there for the encouragement and the, and the discouragement. Um, I know you were, you were about to say something and then things got weird with the bars. So uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what did you want to add to that? <laughs> Um, I, I totally agree. When I first started writing, it was co-writing. I started writing mm -hmm. with the Fat Fat Band. Bill Curtis asked me to start writing for them. And we did and we did that. And I really enjoyed it, you know, bouncing off one, another person and getting it. And then when you hear it starting to, all the pieces starting to fit together, you say, oh, okay, this is good or not. Or like Rafe said, no, let's work on this a little longer, mm -hmm. you know. Um, most of my house stuff, it's like they just send me the track and I write the lyrics. Right. And then sing it. I write the melody and the, and the, and the lyrics. But like when co-writing other types of music, it, I, I just like it. It just, it, it, um, it energizes me. Mm. It, really, it just, it, yeah, it brings me to life. <laughs> yeah, it brings yeah. me to life. And it's very rewarding when you come up with something that, that's good. It's yeah. worth it. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, no, I, I think it's it's one of the most incredible things when you get to look over and you see like the, your writing partner eyes kind of light up, like you know mm -hmm. you hit it. You know we right. talk about it with S SP. Yeah. When when one of us gets the thumbs up from the bass player, we know that mm -hmm. we did something right that day. Um, you know, not that we all wait for the thumbs up for the bass player, but we kind of. <laughs> <do>. um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, I got to do. I got to do something going on. Mm -hmm. Um. I was doing something with another group and we were doing this TV pilot and I, and my partner told them that I had some music coming out and could I, you know, debut the music there. And I called Rafe. I said, Rafe, get me a TV track. I'm going to do something going on. And he mm -hmm. said, you sure? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, they, they're, they're giving me a spot. They're giving me a platform. Let's try out. And I sang the song for the first time 
And I was amazed at the reaction that we got. Mm -hmm. You know, um, everyone there in the studio, when is the song coming out? We love this song. The producers of the show, they love the song. You know, mm -hmm. so it was, it, it, that's, when they, that's when you feel that stamp of approval. You know, mm -hmm. when you pull it mm -hmm. out for the first time and you see that reaction, you know. And live, it was the same thing. We did it with the band and then saving, we did it with the band. Is, is yeah, we had a great reaction at the bitter end on that song. That's the first time we did it live, and we did it live. I didn't rehearse with them. Um, Avery Hope in Connecticut, I stayed mm -hmm. in Queens, and we put it together and hit the stage, and it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building doing his kung fu moves. Easy. Go right back at it, brother. Doing a great job. Well, no, it's, it's, I love the fact that as this happens, you're talking about, you know, debuting it live because big drum roll, don't bang on anything. We don't want to mess with the sound, but you know, this Friday, today, today, you guys are going to be at the historic Cafe Nine in New Haven, taking this album, some of these tracks, to, to Cafe Nine for the first time since this record has been released. Um, first of all, who doesn't know that Cafe Nine is one of the most historic like venues out here? Yes, Toads is great, but Cafe Nine things have gone down. Um, you know, pe you know, things have been discovered. And you're also coming out of a week, like, so for the listener that doesn't really understand, you know, um, New York City ska legends, the Toasters played there on Tuesday this week. You guys are now also playing there this Friday. What is it like playing that venue? And what is that energy different there than other venues that you've played? To me, I love it. yeah, yeah, it's, it's about third it. or fourth time. To me, I'm from New Haven, so it's kind of like a hometown. Uh, I've known about it. And I got to tell you, I think that, in, at least in my mind, I had this reputation of being, you know, nostalgic for music, but kind of like a bar, you know, peanuts everywhere, and it's kind of like a messy place. It's not really like that anymore. They've redone it. It's very classy. They made the stage a little bit longer. They've got some nice lights. They've got some really cool artwork of uh, some New Haven uh, legends like James Velvet. And, uh, and uh, some, you know, photographs and it's, and it's really, it's, it's a classy place, but you still, it's still that neighborhood bar. It's in the, it is, mm -hmm. it's in the neighborhood. It's right. I love it for the intimacy because it's a very intimate yeah. feel to the place. You get, you really can see everybody's face, everybody's reaction. And, and when they're with you, you, you it's just the flow. It's just the flow. And I can jump off the stage without breaking my neck. So it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the thing is, is, is you know, I, we talk about it a lot on the show when it comes to Cafe Nine. Um, it is one of the few venues out there that you aren't just the soundtrack for people drinking. People are there to engage in the music. People are there and, you know, they can get alcohol, you know, to, to help en enjoy but it's not, you know, playing some of the other spots and, and for a lot of the bands that are coming up, newsflash, you're going to be playing for a bunch of people who are not that interested in what you're doing at first. Mm. It happens. Um, but anytime I've ever played at Cafe Nine with any project I've ever been through, 
um, good, bad, or indifferent, there's always a listener um, in Cafe Nine, and, and I think that is a beautiful thing. Yeah. I yeah. Looking forward to a great night and a and a good crowd tonight at Cafe Nine. Nice. That's awesome. Oh, are there see any... everybody down in the place. <laughs> are there any special surprises? Yeah, yeah, we do have some special surprises. Um, we've got two lovely background singers that are going to be joining us. Awesome. We also have a world-class saxophonist who's yes, played everywhere, but he yes, never everybody. played at Cafe Nine, ever. Oh, wow. His name is Baron Ramonde. Oh. He played oh. He's going to blow your socks off. He's Brian Adams. Um, I first read, I read the Harvey Brooks. I don't know if you know who Harvey Brooks is, the great bass player. I read his book mm. about a year and a half ago and Baron was in it. And then I met Baron through Carol right afterwards, which was really cool. But he's a very humble, very down to earth, um, player, but he's an unbelievable player. He's got so much energy and he plays alto and that's it. You don't, you don't really need a section when you have him, you know, he's, mm -hmm. And he, he fits right in, so he'll be there Friday night, um, and uh, awesome. it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good show. It's gonna be fun. Wow! I mean, you're just bringing bringing history. This is literally a history making moment. First time this band's ever played Cafe Nine. Right. You know, first time you guys are debuting. You know, this material at Cafe Nine since the record's been released. You know, really, it's 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 a win win. And for all those who have not actually seen the performance yet you are missing out. Um, it, it is an amazing opportunity to kind of like, I get it. I missed out on a lot of really good music because I just happened to randomly lose the spin wheel lottery of when I should have, when I was born. Um, so, you know, the, this show gives me that feel. And as somebody who has studied, you know, especially a lot of the soul classics and just the performance aspects of it um, and tries to incorporate as much of that into my everyday life as possible, um, you guys have that moment. I feel like, you know, I'm sitting in New York City in, in about, you know, 62, 63, you know, ha you know, having that moment and giving the entire show. You know, a lot of musicians seem to get lost in the playing aspect and hey, you do what you got to do. But really, you want to captivate an audience, you bring a show. Um, and you guys do that incredibly well. Like I said, I mean, your vocal runs are ridiculous, Carol. And when you do it live, oh, you, you make me so mad that I'm not that good. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but, you know, and, and then on top of that, you have this amazing personality to captivate the audience. And for those that don't know, Carol's in charge. And not just of the band, right. of the entire audience. Like, I think Carol could tell the bartender to make a drink a better way from the stage. And the bartender would do it because that is the command of the stage presence yeah. you have. Definitely. Um, and is this a natural thing? Is this from the family or is this from the years and years of performing? I guess I don't, it's probably all of the above. I always say it's, it's like, it's because She's I'm a, a teaching mother. artist. That's, I'm a teaching yeah. artist and I'm a mother. That's, that's where it comes from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. It, it is it is in, incredible to see, and I'm, I'm going to be glad to see as many humans out there as humanly possible um, for for the show. Um, as you're continuing to, to process, go through, and now you've got this EP going, you know, I mean, artists are going to be artists are going to be artists. 
you know, how are, are the, the seeds being dropped for some of the next writing situations or do we already have another EP in the clip? Like what's going on? We haven't really broached that yet. I think um, I've been thinking about it, but um, mm -hmm. we haven't sat down and talked about it yet. Yeah, same here. Same here. I've been thinking about it. It's going to happen. Nice. But right now, um, right now we're still we're. I mean, you said something earlier in the show about performing mm -hmm. the songs. Right. The big difference between recording them, getting them out, and then performing them. So yeah. we're. We're trying to learn I'm how to. Excited, I'm excited to do a song that we have not done yet. Well, Never even done it. And right. and nice. and yeah, it's, uh, it'll be the first time at Cafe Nine we're gonna do. We're gonna perform. Oh, nice, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah. And right. on, honestly, like, what is that that process like for the, for the listener? Um, taking from the recording because I actually just um finished a couple of months ago. I finished the Keith Richards book, and you know he talks about once. You know, once he heard Otis Redding's version of uh, of Satisfaction, um, they then spent the rest of their life, and they finally just are starting to play it just kind of as okay as as the Otis Redding version. Mm -hmm. um, and they've been playing that song for longer for than I've been alive. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, uh, so what is that process like, taking it from the recorded vision to the live performance vision? Well, when... Before I get on stage, I've gone over it so many times. And I, I, I like I tell my students, singing mm -hmm. is not just standing in front of a mic and letting stuff fall out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. You are a storyteller. And so every song I approach it as I'm telling a story to the audience. And I want my audience to be in on the story from the mm -hmm. beginning to the end. And as I'm rehearsing it in my head, or singing it, rehearsing it that way, I, I, I'm seeing all the different scenarios of a song. Like, I'll, like you know, I, I did Charlie's um, I Still Love You Anyway. Mm -hmm. And I, now I've come up with another concept of the song because I usually do it as a man-woman thing, but it also could be a child of abuse if you listen to the lyrics. It could be that. Mm -hmm. You know, you could play it from that end, that standpoint. There's just so many different things, and I and I, and I. The more I play with the song, the more I see all the different scenarios the song can come through. And depending on my audience is how I, I will execute that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Rafe, anything to add there? Or was that just so perfect? I no, that was, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was great. Well, you know, <laughs> the difference is, yeah, it's kind of, it's almost like learning the song over or learning it, mm -hmm. learning in a different, different way and hearing it in a different way. Mm. You know, sometimes we'll have two guitar players on a track and we have to figure out, is that going to be a guitar or the keyboard is going to do that? And, right. But once we get to it, like you were saying, once you get to it and you, and you get it down, then you get good at it. And I feel like we're, we're, we're that way with, with Carol's album, Love, most of the songs there. And, um, and I would get like that with uh, with this one right here. Ah, uh, proper, proper placement. Proper placement. <laughs> but that—that's that—that is the cool one. And, it, and it's so interesting, actually, Carol, that you spoke about um, looking at the songs, the stories from a different point of view and a different perspective. Um, a couple years ago, Alicia Keys did this incredible duet. Um, with this young man who had just lost his mother.
and they're literally singing the same exact words in two different verses, but it is two completely different stories about heartbreak um, right. with literally the same words, um, mm -hmm. you know, so it, when you can master that aspect, it, it is just next level. You know, yeah. um, and I guess welcome to that level. Um, can you Thank leave you. me some breadcrumbs? I'd like to get there at some point in my life. Oh, you know, <laughs> you know, you already there. Get out of here. <laughs> no. I guess no, I, I, go for the, the ride. The audience needs a fool. <laughs> go for go for the ride. I'm telling you, go for the ride. Be mm -hmm. in. That's a, you know, be into the music. Feel the music. Let the music mm. course through you like your blood. Goes through your veins, let the music do the same thing. Let it just course through you, feel the flow of it, the the heat of it, the the electricity of it. Just feel it. And you can't go wrong. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Please leave the donations <laughs> in the tithing bowl on the way out. <laughs> in harmony and melody to all. Amen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what Whew, it is? That was a sermon. Carol, <laughs> have, you, have you ever performed with any one of your students on stage? No. Mm. But one of my students, oh, wait a minute, honey. Let me tell you about one of my students. Talk Woo! to me. Is, oh, her name is um, Cole Williams. Okay. I taught her for a while. Mm-hmm. She would come. She lived in Brooklyn. She would come to my house in Queens, or I would go to her in Brooklyn. I turn on the TV. My girl is on NCIS New Orleans. Wow! And now she's like a big time artist down there in New Orleans now. I, I'm every time I see her doing something, I just you know, Mama said, "Yeah, Mama Carol." You know, we still <laughs> stay in contact. I had another student that I used to teach. Mm -hmm. I had a gig in Germany. Wow. And I couldn't go. I think I was pregnant with my daughter at the time. So I couldn't go. And I sent my student over there. She never came back. She went over there. Oh, wow. She's a big concert uh, artist. She married a German doctor. She has kids. Da, 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 da. But she did well. You yeah, know? good for her. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, but, to, but to perform together with them, no, I haven't done that. But maybe one day. In the foreseeable future. I do um, look forward to it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. How's a German audience different from a United States audience? Um, you know, honey, they start drinking at 9 a.m. So, you know, they kind of loose. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're good. Let's say right. they're good. So, you know what it is? And, and, and it's not just Germany. It's Everybody on the other side of the water, on the whether you're going Pacific or whether you're going Atlantic, mm. they have a real, honest appreciation for the craft, right. for the music. They mm. don't care what you look like, how mm. old you are, as long wow. as you are executing the craft the way it should be done. I did a I did a gig in Japan. I was doing house music. I had a couple of songs out at the time. And I came down, I started the, the show a cappella coming down this staircase. And mm -hmm. I heard this humming noise. And I couldn't figure out what it was. I hit the stage, the music kicks in, 
And then I realized what it was. Everybody in, I'm talking about Japan, everybody was singing the lyrics to my song. Wow. It freaked me out. I was like, I almost stopped singing because they were, I said, wait a minute, they know my lyrics. They, they know the song, you know? These were songs that I wrote or co-wrote. And I'm like, what? It blew my death. It just literally blew my death. So they had, they study, they listen, yeah. listen they, they're there. They're there. Whatever you do, they are there. And, and, and it makes an artist feel so appreciated. It really does. So Preston, oh, we're going to move this show overseas. I think. Oh, it's, so uh, Mike Jeremiah. Uh, that's that's another topic. My passport is good. My passport is good. That's topic. Just saying, we'll be appreciated. Yeah. Go we'll live in Japan. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling, we'll watch it all the time. Uh, it's fun. Uh, uh, yeah. Nah. And and Amsterdam is hot now. Amsterdam is hot. Oh. You know. Never, yeah. 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 <laughs> It's hot. It, 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 yeah, they're they're very much into the music, very into soul uh, and disco and rap. They're very into the music. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Just 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 to imagine. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the world tour. Waiting for the world tour. There you go. <laughs> um, we'll get go. t-shirts and jackets. We we'll get t-shirts and jackets made up. Rafe, <laughs> your take. Yeah. Have you ever been overseas? Yeah, I, I yeah, I've been to Amsterdam. Okay. <laughs> you came back. You did come back. Right. Damn. You Easy stay in America. I you know, not not obviously not the performer. Yeah, I performed yeah. in yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I performed in five of the seven continents I've been in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going I have no plans to go to Antarctica. You have to have so much money for me to go there because I don't like the cold. So that's a whole nother story. But <laughs> But I'm trying to get to Australia. I'm trying to get to Australia. Then I well, that, yeah, that's that's actually a really big thing. Um, you know, we we've started to see some some just weird radio um, play from from Australia, and apparently they eat up uh, live performance like you know a, a a club band out here that's got one or two songs that that are, that are out could wind up doing mm-hmm. a stadium thing out there. Um, you know. It'd be yeah. So Australia, if you're listening, yeah. Australia, you want to hit up Ray for the booking Australia. aspect of it. Yeah, you know, put some meat on the barbie, man. We're ready. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made EZ Blues is in the building. You're listening to behind the brand EZ Blues. Go right ahead. Now, Reef, is there is there a target spot? You know, where's your I long to play there spot? Um, maybe that place out in uh, Red Rocks, Colorado, mm-hmm. the amphitheater. Mm-hmm. I think I think that pl- that place looks amazing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I haven't really thought about it too much. You know. Coachella. I know tonight we're going to be at Cafe Nine in New Haven, mm-hmm. Elm City, and uh, we're very much looking forward to that for sure. Nice, mm-hmm. yeah, really. nice. Yeah, it's always it's always a fun. T- I have a ball at Cafe Nine. I really do. 
uh, what was it like actually one playing with everyone's favorite producer uh, Vic, uh, mm. but also playing Mohegan Sun? Uh, what what was it like for, uh, for that? Good question. I I can't even. It's making me emotional just to think of the joy I had that night. It, you know, having Vic there, but not just Vic is that every one of my, he's never missed one of my gigs, not one. Mm -hmm. But to have him on the set, on the drums, being a participant in a night that was so special to me, Mm -hmm. I'm, I am totally speechless. I don't, I don't have words for it. I really don't have words. And it was that night, I'm telling you, it was, ah, it was awesome. It was, it was the epitome of awesomeness. I felt so good, so relaxed on that stage and just, just loving it. And the people that got up to dance, people were like just, um, communicating and just, you know, vibing with me. It it was everything. It was, it was truly everything. Yeah. I agree. It was a really, it was a really good gig. Everything from the lighting to the staff oh, the sound. and the sound. The, yeah. Yeah. The, the equipment that they must use there is top notch equipment, better than any of the equipment in any other, the clubs that I'm used to playing in. So I don't know if it was just the sound, the room, or if the band played really well, probably a combination of all of that, but it was Ooh. just, it was a, it was a great, it felt great. Right. And, right. and we were able to, I was able to hear everything. Mm -hmm. but you know, yeah. Tough, yeah. It's tough to hear that and easy, you, you know, being on stage, what you're hearing on stage can be totally different than what the, what the, the mix no, what is, what, what a good sound oh. man. But here, because of the equipment, I was able to hear every single, every single instrument, every single singer. Uh, it was, it was great. It's mm -hmm. it. It's it's interesting yeah. that you say that because um, I now have sound people lead, like during sound check lead me out into the audience with with the microphone. They're like, because you're going to be out here for the majority of the time anyway. I don't know why you're standing on the stage to get a sound you're not going to listen to. Because um, I I don't pay attention to where I'm supposed to stand very well. I don't follow rules very well. Um, <laughs> So they're like, oh, don't go stand at the bar while you're singing this verse. I was like, don't, or you said I can't. Because if one feels like a challenge, and I'm going to try that, um, you know, it happens. <laughs> but, you know, we're starting, obviously, to, to wind down just a little bit of, of the show itself. Want to really get into the particulars, where they're going to be able to find you tonight. So let's uh, talk up the gig just a little bit more. Um, and, you know, and also where they can kind of get in contact with both of you. Um, Carol, I know that you also have, you know, the teaching and, and stuff like that. So if anyone would like, you know, some lessons from the amazing Carol, um, I'm sure there's an email we can talk about. And Rafe, I don't know if you teach, but if you'd like to, we can, you know, start, we'll take 10%. If you start doing this now, we'll take 10%. I'm, I'm a student, easy. I'll always be a student. Word, that's awesome. Yeah. Same so here. let's talk a little bit, you know, tonight, Cafe Nine, what time the doors open? I think I think the doors open at eight. The okay. show is going to start at nine. Perfect. And we have uh, New Haven's uh, New Haven resident, but an international uh, blues touring act uh, solo. Uh, the, the one and only 
Rocky Lawrence will open the show. Play mm. some acoustic blues. Everybody loves Rocky. Nice. Mm -hmm. And uh, shortly after that, we'll take the stage. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but you're also, like I said, you're, you're, you're debuting the new um, songs from the new EP. Where can people find the new EP? Because they want to listen Carol? to it. Um, on all, all the music platforms. You know, Spotify, uh, Amazon, iTunes. However you listen to music, yeah, that's where it'll go. be. If you uh, mm -hmm. if you if if you like if you're not allergic to CDs and you still play CDs, you can <laughs> get a free CD tonight. We're actually giving them away to every single person that walks in the door. If you want to have amazing. it autographed after the show, Carol will autograph the CD at, at the merch table. But if you'd like to hear the music right now, go to iTunes, Spotify. It's called Something Going On, Carol Sylvan. It's a four-song EP, and uh, it was released July 11th, and it's out there. Check it out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, how can people get in contact with either of you in the nice professional way, not the creepy, you know, way? That yeah, Dan, because I got a lot. I got a lot of creepy callers these days. I got. Uh, you. <laughs> well, yeah. there's there's some e we have a website. Carol's got a website. Carolsilvan.com. Right. You can go there. And, and there's, a, there's a website for the name droppers, which is the namedroppers.com. And in each of these websites, there's a contact section. And if you click on the contact section, you'll be able to not only just be able to contact either Carol or myself, but we also have a booking agent, manager, and producer. Mm -hmm. And all that information is available uh, on and www. We'll getting, yeah, we'll soon be getting a mailing list as well. Mm, nice. mm. You'll be able to sign up for a mailing list. That's, that is awesome. And that was www what, uh, Riff? Carol Sylvan, C-A-R-O-L-E, mm -hmm. S-Y-L-V-A-N.com. Awesome. That is absolutely incredible. And, you know, any last advice you have for those coming up and coming through the industry today? Yes, come to the show tonight, Daddy, and we'll be able to find Daddy, out how to Daddy. how to become successful in the industry. Uh, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. One, like they, they always say, you want to play Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. Practice. There you go. And widen out. And widen out. Don't stick to one form or genre of music. Listen to all types of music. There you go. It'll make you a better musician and a better singer. I agree with that for sure. We all agree on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, with my partner in crime, Long Island Raised, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Carol, Rafe, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Appreciate you guys. Oh, thank, thank you, you so Preston. Much. Love you. So good to see you. Definitely. And I better see you tonight. Don't make mama come up in here. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Behind the Brand. Thank you, everybody. Don't need to win the lottery to live life happily. They say love.
Money, all I have is time. I'm saving up for 